and you think of a game that looked, that looked, okay, that's the key word. It looked amazing. I mean, the showcase was great when they showed it at E3 or at whatever it was that it was shown at. The developers, they made promises upon promises upon promises of what was going to be a groundbreaking game. Nobody has seen this before. And everybody, like pre-orders went through the roof, but then it just didn't turn out to be what you expected. Put what you guys think of your very first thing that you think of in the chat right now. I mean, when, 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 when I ask myself this question, the first game that I think of, the very first game that I think of, No Man's Sky. Yeah, okay, Cyberpunk 2077, I saw that in the first service chat. I, I, I thought of that as well. That one had uh, glitches where you would, like, the car would just disappear. You'd fall through midair and stuff like that. It was very, very strange. But No Man's Sky, and I get it. Okay, okay, I know. It's it, it's a good game now. After many updates, after many years, it, it's been it's been seven years of a progressively getting better game. Okay, but when this game released, listen, if you were not there for the release of this game, let me tell you something about this game. It was trash. It was hot garbage. Okay, I bought the game on release and I played it for about four hours the first night before I started to realize like this game is just it's just not good. Yeah, it was really, really bad. It looked great at the beginning, but after a few hours, like I said, back in 2016, I think it was August of 2016, the game, it really started to show its true colors. The lies of the developer were unraveled. Uh, they were unraveled over time. 99% uh, of the people that bought the game on day one, within one week, 99% of the people stopped playing the game completely. And most of those people asked for refunds and they got the refunds because the developer just couldn't make good on the promises that they told everybody that was going to happen. Once again, good game now, but when it first was revealed, it looked amazing. I mean, it, the, the showcase was great. It had a brontosaurus on screen, knocking over trees, crazy things happening. And then when I got the game, the first animal that popped out was like this little tiny lizard-like thing that had like 20 arms. And it just, it just looked bad. It didn't look like a good game. But there are legitimately good games out there that have stood the test of time, right? You can think of different series like The Legend of Zelda. You can think of Mario, Final Fantasy. You can think of even Halo to an extent. Okay, I know that's kind of gone downhill, you know, for the past decade or so. But really, that game had some long-lasting content that it had. And I know some people still like it, and that's fine. Destiny, even, with all of the different expansions. Call of Duty, that's also stood the test of time. So a lot of legitimately good games out there. But there are games that are just out there that sometimes... They're just not fun to play. It looks great at the beginning. It looks great when it's inside of its box or when you're about to download it, but then after you pop the game into your console or downloaded the game, you just realize that nobody should ever have to put themselves to play this type of game, at least upon release because of what it looked like, what it promised, and what it actually is. And I believe that this can be true in our lives as well. You see, pending, pending on what we have stored up in our hearts, pending on what we have stored up in our lives, these are the traits that are eventually going to show. They will show what, whatever you have stored up in your heart. And so today, my hope 
is not to discourage you in any way, but rather I want to encourage you guys to reflect on different parts of your life and hopefully hopefully help you to rec- recognize some areas where there needs to be improvement. Like I said, not to discourage you, but to encourage you to recognize that there might be some areas of your life that need improvement. And so we're going to actually read the whole uh, where we're going to be landing today. And it's going to be Luke chapter 6, verses 43 through 45. And it says this, a good tree doesn't produce bad fruit. Makes sense, right? On the other hand, a bad tree doesn't produce good fruit. That, that also makes a lot of sense. Very easy to understand there. For each tree is known by its own fruit. Figs aren't gathered from thorn bushes or grapes picked from a bramble bush. A good person produces good out of the good stored up in his heart. An evil produ- person produces evil out of the evil stored up in his heart. For his mouth speaks, his mouth speaks, this is important, his mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. Saying that your mouth will speak from the overflow of what is stored up in your heart. And so the first point that I have here today is two trees. Two trees that Luke is looking at here. There's two types of trees that he says. He says there's trees that bear good fruit and there's trees that bear bad fruit. And looking at our lives, there are people that bear good fruit, people that do righteous things, people that do good things. Nobody is perfect, right? Except for Jesus when he was walking on this earth, he was perfect. But taking a look at us, just regular humans here, right? There are people that bear good fruit. And there are people that bear bad fruit as well, that bear rotten fruit. And even though this is kind of self-explanatory, I want to dive a little bit deeper into what Luke is actually talking about here. Because right before all of this, as Pastor A.J. Valdez preached a couple weeks ago, if you guys didn't watch that sermon, I, I encourage you to do so. He preached a great sermon. And he preached on what Luke was talking about, about the fact of judging one another. Now, I'm not going to get into the context of what that means right now, because a lot of people use that statement, you can't judge me. I'm not going to get into the context of what that actually means. He preached on it. You go watch that sermon. Great sermon once again. But not having that judgmental spirit towards somebody else. Because here's the thing. I think us as humans, we have this we have this superpower, okay? We have the ability in the blink of an eye, we can look at somebody and see what they're doing wrong, and we can tell them the fruit that they're producing is rotten it, immediately. You shouldn't be doing that. You can't be doing that. What you said here was wrong. I caught you in this lie. But then unfortunately, when it comes to your own life, we, a lot of times we have a problem and it takes us a very long time to see the rotten fruit that we're producing in our own life. We, we're really quick to see what we're doing good, but I think sometimes we turn a blind eye to the things that we're doing wrong. But we can look at somebody else and see what they're doing wrong easily with no issues. But I want you to take an important, a really good look at your own life today. And we're going to actually, I'm going to ask this question twice today, okay? But I'm going to ask it the first time. And if you have a pen and paper, I, I, I would encourage you to write this question down and also write down what your answer is in the moment when I ask this, okay? Do I bear fruit for God's glory? 
do I bear fruit for God's glory? Write that question down and actually write down what your answer is. Do you bear fruit for God's glory? Like I said, we're going to dive deeper into this in a little bit, but ask, your, ask yourself this question right now and take note of what your answer would be. And now we're going to get into the inevitable. Listen, I've heard many, many times in my life I've heard people say so many times something to me along the lines of, I can't believe in a God who tells, who tells you what to do. And if you do those things, that's the only way, that's the only way you're going to be able to have a good relationship with it. Or maybe even more simple, God forces love and love can't be forced. Have you ever heard that before? God forces love, and love can't be forced. I can't believe in a God who does something like that. That, that. that doesn't make sense. And though I do have a few arguments to go against these, uh, these two statements, I want to really address one thing here today. And remember, we're talking about two trees, the good fruit and the bad fruit, right? We got the trees that are planted in good soil. They're treated with care. They're tended to correctly. They, they, they're, they're going to produce good fruit if they're in the right conditions. But then you have the trees that bear bad fruit. They're in bad soil. Maybe it's rocky soil. Maybe there's thorns around. It's not tended to correctly. We allow weeds to grow up around it. It's not going to produce any fruit at all. And if it does, it's going to produce bad fruit. There are people in this life who haven't given their life to Jesus. Jesus is the only one who can allow this transformation to happen in your life where you start to produce good fruit. Jesus is the one that gives life. He's the one that gives hope. He's the one that can give you joy. He's the only one that can do these things because he has the power to change everything in your life. But so many times there are people that are looking for the answer and they're looking for the answer in all the wrong places. They're looking for it in alcohol. They're looking for it in their academics. They're looking for it in their work. They're looking for it in their finances, in their money. They're looking for it in all different sorts of places, but they're not finding it in the one place that it can be, which is just in Jesus. You're looking for the answer. So many people are asking for what is the answer and why can't I find it? And the reason why they can't find it is because they have not found Jesus Christ yet. They haven't tried it yet. And listen, a lot of people, if it's not working for you, there's something new to try. There's something out there for you to try. And if you haven't tried Jesus yet, let me tell you, it is something where that is the only thing that can give you a fulfilled life. And if you're looking for your life to be changing so that you're producing good fruit, so that your heart is changing from a heart of hatred, from a heart of rage, and you're wanting happiness and you're wanting joy in your life, it's only through Jesus that you can get that type of thing to happen inside of you and that transformation to have it happen inside of you. But those that don't have him, they're not allowing themselves to be tended to correctly. The, the peace that they've been searching for, it can't be found. The hope that they're searching for, the love that they're searching for, that unconditional love that they want. They're trying to find it in so many different places. But a lot of times people, just, they're just not searching in the right place because it can only be found in Jesus. Now, I want you to understand something here because what I started this point with 
is that understanding that a relationship with God, it's not a forced relationship. It's not forced love like a lot of people think it is. Because when you accept Jesus Christ into your life, a transformation begins. Something starts to change from the inside. This doesn't mean that you're perfect. This doesn't mean that you're going to make all of the right choices. This doesn't even mean that you're never going to suffer harm in your life. Harm is going to come. We are going to make bad choices. We still struggle with the flesh, and we do live in a sinful world. And so we do have those struggles. But something starts to change inside of you where it's inevitable that eventually you will start to produce good fruit. It's not something that's forced. Is that when you make this decision that Jesus starts to transform something inside of you, you start becoming a new creation. There's something different. There's something more that's happening at this point. The struggles that you used to have, they no longer have a hold on you. As you start to go through the process of getting rid of some of the junk in your life, the way that you speak to others, like I said before, the heart that you used to have that was filled with anger, that was filled with rage, that was filled with hatred, it starts to turn to a heart that's filled with joy, that's filled with love, that's overflowing with love for other people. It's not something that's forced on you. When you accept him, it's something that starts to transform you from the inside out. And I think those two words there are really key words that it starts to transform you from the inside out. Because eventually, after all these things happen and you accept Jesus Christ into your heart, it's going to show. It will show. But if you have things stored up in your heart, it will also show in a completely different way. I want to reread a verse for you guys. Reread verse 45 here. Luke chapter 6, verse 45, and it says this. A good person produces good out of the good stored up in his heart. An evil person produces evil out of the evil stored up in his heart. And listen, once again here, this is really important. For his mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. For his mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. I'm a big fruit guy, okay? I love fruit. If you guys didn't know, I love kiwis, all right? Kiwis, S tier, S plus tier. My favorite fruit of all time. Give me a kiwi, I will eat it like an apple, okay? I'll eat the skin. If you guys haven't watched Detective Kiwi yet, you'll watch me eat this. I love kiwis, okay? But we're going to talk about grapes for a second. Grapes, A tier, all right? Tell me what you guys think grapes are on, on the scale of tiers, all right? I, I think grapes are A tier. All right, I'm talking about red grapes. All right, you can't be talking about green grapes. Green grapes don't have as much as red grapes. Red, red grapes have antioxidants. You can't you can't beat you can't you can't beat red grapes, okay? You you just can't. You can't. They're antioxidants. You got to have those antioxidants. But grapes come in one of two ways. Obviously, you can get good grapes. I'm not talking about green and red, okay? I'm talking about the way that you get them. You can, <laughs> you can get good grapes or you can get rotten grapes. Grapes, when they look mm, when they look great on the outside and they're firm and you bite into it, man, and it is sweet and, and, and you get this flavor that many people, I myself included, that I enjoy. However, there are times, unfortunately, that you get a grape and it feels great on the outside. It looks good and you bite into it and something just doesn't taste right and you know it. Like you bite into it and you're like, what? 
in the world was that great? What, why did I even bite into that? It tastes disgusting. You know that it's been over-ripened. Maybe it's become rotten over time. But you see, people eventually, just like sometimes these grapes, they're eventually going to show what is stored up in their hearts. On the outside, someone can look like they're, they're doing great, that they have it all together. Their marriage is amazing. Their family is amazing. They have it all together. But it just looks like that on the outside. But when you start seeing what's going on on the inside, you might have a different perspective on what is actually happening with that person. Just like No Man's Sky looked amazing or the grape looked ripe, over time, you start to realize that it isn't what you thought it was. And like I said, people can be the same. How you act at church. Maybe you're in the Twitch chat right now and you're like saying, hey, I'm at church right now, so I need to act in a certain way. I need to speak in a certain way. I need to type in a certain way. Maybe when you're around your parents, you're around certain people. Maybe when you're around a pastor, okay? I've had a lot of times where I go into a chat with people, well, the pastor's here. I can't talk like that anymore. Like, come on. <laughs> All right. You know, that happens and it is true. But I want to ask you a question. How do you speak to your spouse? How do you speak to your children? How do you speak to your coworkers or to those specific friends that you have when nobody's watching you, nobody's there to say that you're doing something wrong? How are you when you're upset with somebody, when you get into an argument? Do you have a patient and loving heart where you're being kind and a gentle spirit? Are you the type of person that's going to berate the person and start swearing at them when you're texting them and you're in a heated call with somebody, whatever it might be, when you're heated at somebody and you're in an argument, how do you speak to those people? What type of fruit are you producing in those cases and scenarios? That's why I want to ask you that question at the beginning, and then we're going to take a look at it at the end as well. Because listen, I want to show you and help you to understand, because listen, I'm not perfect. There are things I need to work on in my life for sure. But we always got to be looking at every aspect of our life and seeing where can we approve upon. And I think that Luke is trying to say here, listen, you're not perfect. We're all humans, and there are people that produce a lot of rotten fruit, and there are people that produce a lot of good fruit. Nobody's going to be perfect, though, and I think there are areas of our life where we all produce some type of bad fruit, and we need to continue to improve in those areas. How do you act at all times and not just when you're expected to act in a specific way? What you have up, what you have stored up inside will eventually show what type of fruit you produce in your life. I'm not saying that you don't ever produce good fruit or that all you do or, or that you do this all the time, but I'm hoping to help to, you to understand that in certain situations or areas that you're struggling in your life that you can improve in those areas. So I'm going to ask that question one more time. And what I want you to do, and I, I say this in a lot of my sermons, and I know that, but I want you to close your eyes when I ask this question, but I'm going to add something to the end of it. So I want you to close your eyes and really reflect on different areas of your life, how you speak to your wife or your husband, how you treat your kids, how you speak when you're at work, how you speak when you're on certain people, when you're, you feel like you don't have to 
act Christian-y, if you will, do I bear fruit for God's glory? But then add this to the question. In every aspect of my life, in every aspect of my life, are you bearing fruit for God's glory? And once again, this is not to discourage you. I want to help you to recognize that there's areas in your life that need improvement. All of us need that improvement at some point. But when you do accept Jesus Christ into your life, he, you, you, there's something different. You want to start doing these things. It's not, like I said, it's not that I'm forced to the have-tos and the do-nots, but Jesus starts to do something where he starts transforming you in a different way. When you used to respond to this person this way, now you respond this way. That's what Jesus does. He starts to transform something. He can transform you into something that you never thought was possible. And so right now, what I want to do is I want to give you an opportunity. Those of you, maybe there's some people in, in the chat right now or who's watching. Maybe this is a VOD. Maybe you're watching from somewhere else right now in a watch party. Whoever you're, wherever you're at, maybe there's people out there. You've accepted Jesus Christ in your life and you know that you have, but there's been a long period of time where you recognize in your life that you've been producing rotten fruit in a lot of areas of your life. And you're like, you know what? I have fallen so far off that I, I'm just, I'm not close with God anymore at all. And hey, I want to give you an opportunity to rededicate your life if you feel like that's something that you need to do today. But then there's also people out there that are listening right now who've never known Jesus Christ in their life. And you want to accept Jesus Christ into your life at this moment. You feel a tug on your heart because I was telling you, there's, there is a life that's filled with joy. There is a life that's fulfilling. I'm not going to say that it's completely perfect. I'm not even going to say that it's easy because it's not. But I can promise you this. You will never find fulfillment in the things of this world. You'll find some type of conditional fulfillment, maybe for a little bit, for a day or two, maybe for, for even even shorter time than that. The only fulfilling life that you can get, though, that's going to continue to last, where you have joy, where you have love, it's only through Jesus. And so I want to give you an opportunity right now, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ into your life, I want to give you the, the ability to be able to accept him. And what I'm going to ask you to do, if you want to rededicate your life or accept Jesus into your life, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. But this prayer, it's not, it's not a... Um, it's not magical words that you're saying. You're not praying to me. You're praying to God. This is something that's on your heart that you're saying to him. The reason why sometimes I use this prayer, and you don't have to say this prayer to accept Jesus Christ in your life, but the reason why sometimes I, I guide people into this is because people in the future, they might have doubts in their life, and they can look back on today and say, I remember that day. I remember that day that I accepted Jesus Christ. I remember that weight that I felt lifted off because there's going to be doubts at times in your in your Christian walk. There's going to be doubts at after you accept Jesus Christ, that maybe I didn't actually accept him because of the things I'm doing in my life, but you can go back and say, hey, listen, I did accept him. I'm not perfect. I know that I can get better. And so that's sometimes the reasons why I help people and guide people to use this prayer as they continue, as they make a commitment to Jesus Christ and make a commitment to God. And so what I want to ask you right now, if you want to accept Jesus Christ for the first time, or like I said before, even rededicate your life, what I would ask you to do is repeat this prayer after me. Dear God, I come before you right now 
I believe in your son, Jesus. And I believe that he died on the cross. And right now, God, I accept your mercy, your grace, and your salvation. I commit my life to you. And Jesus, I ask that you would come live inside of me. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much, Pastor Boz, for that amazing message. And congratulations to you guys, any of you who just decided that they want to follow Jesus, or maybe you recommitted your life to Jesus because this message has stirred something in your heart that said, hey, you know what? I, it's true. I need to live my whole life for God and give him everything. So we just want to say we are so excited for you. That's the best decision you could have ever made. <laughs> and so we would love to come alongside of you and help you in your new journey. So once again, I'm going to bring up that connect form exclamation point connect in the chat. If you would like to connect with us, we would love to connect with you um, because you might have a lot of questions. If this is brand new to you, like what does it like look like to follow Jesus? Um, where do I get started? And we are here for you. So be sure click the link in the chat when you see the connect form. Thank you, Susie Live for that. Um, and you can fill out as much information as you feel comfortable. Um, and we would love to talk with you. So yes, best decision. So excited for you guys. Um, and yeah, so definitely be taking this sermon to heart. Are you a sweet fruit or a sour fruit? Or in gaming turns, are you a salty fruit? You know, <laughs> um, where where are you at in all aspects of your life? So I think that was that was a great question that we need to contemplate and take some time, really, really asking this question because it can be a lot. Like, how do you give your entire life to God? And you know, our God is also a patient God. So do not feel like you have to take this all on right now and change your life this instant. Like. It can be a lifelong pro process and that's okay. Just start somewhere. So that's my encouragement for you guys. Um, real talk though, putting salt in an orange be kind of litty? Ew, what? Salt on an orange? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I need to try it now. Has anyone else done that? That seems crazy. I've never been told to do that before. I don't know. I don't know. Guess I need to try. Um, all right, so also with the connect form, if you are new here, um, even if you decided, hey, you know, I don't know if this Christian thing is for me, who's this Jesus, who's this God, but I kind of like the feels around here, the vibes, we still want to connect with you as well. So also you can fill out that connect form. We would love to connect with you. Get you plugged into our community. You do not have to believe to belong. We would love to have you. So be sure that you fill that out as well. Um, and then if you did just make that decision, we have baptisms here. Some of you might be familiar with this term. Some of you might not, but this is basically a public declaration to the world that you want to follow your life for Jesus. So if you are interested in doing that here at God Squad Church, 
go ahead and put exclamation point baptism in the chat. We have a class for you, so we can kind of teach you a little bit more about it. And then we have our baptism weekends um, that you can be a part of. We just had someone get baptized the other day. She was in her tub all ready to go i think her husband was filming her and then we got to talk to her via stream so it's pretty awesome that we can do even baptism online pretty awesome hello coach 317 good to see ya good to see ya <laughs> yeah i'm glad you feel welcome here welcome we'd love to have you um and so with that let's see we got the connect form we also have, what do you know, a way to give back to God and thank him for the ways that he's pouring into us by supporting God Squad Church. And so first, I want to say thank you so much to all of you that have been giving in multiple ways, whether it's through donations, it's your time, it's your smile, it's your welcomeness in the Discord. I just want to say thank you so much because the church is not me on the screen. It is not our pastors. The church is us as a body of believers, and you guys are a huge part of that. You are that. So thank you so much for making this church what it is. And so if you would like to give to God Squad Church to make sure that we can continue to do what we do to continue to reach gamers around the world, there are a couple of safe and secure ways that you can do that. You can go ahead and put exclamation point give in the chat. You can go down and look at the Twitch box and click on that. That brings you to our website. You can just go straight to our website, godsquadchurch.com and give that way. You can even text us. So pull out your phones, go ahead and text 84321. This is if you live in the United States. So again, text 84321, any amount, and you can give that way as well. So thank you once again. We give so that we can say, hey, God, we thank you for all the things that you've given to us. Now here's a little bit back to go and bless someone else. Take it, use it, do with it what you will. So thank you.